It's the Tennis Podcast coming at you with 1.21 gigawatts of edutainment. I'm your host, Nick Amell. I'm your sidekick host, Brandon, who is also very excited by these little clues you're sprinkling in. Is that right? Are you dropping hints? Well, today we're covering the top 10 nail salons in the world. Are are you still excited? No. (laughs) I don't know nothing about nail salons. Well, that makes two of us, brother. And that's not what we're going to talk about. I'm going to introduce today's show by asking you a question. Okay. Actually, sorry, forgot a few housekeeping notes up top. Let's tell them what the show is about first. This show is a top 10 list podcast, which means one of us, either myself, the host Nick, or the measly kind of take them or leave them sidekick host Brandon. One of us brings a top 10 list on anything. The other doesn't know what the list is ahead of time. They try to guess items 1 through 10 on the list. And I do want to note that the Teddish Podcast is a member of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. You can learn more about their hundreds of podcasts at bluewirepods.com. Brandon, the show's called Tennis. Why is it called that? Sometimes it's 10 things and sometimes it's more or less. It's less today. We're doing five things. That's just how fucking meaty this topic is. But let me now introduce the topic of today's episode by asking you a question. Brandon, will humans ever figure out a way to travel backwards in time? Travel backwards in time. My estimate is no. Now, do you say no because it's impossible or no because humans just won't ever figure it out? Well, (laughs) as you know, I've studied a lot of physics. Yes. As I understand physics, it's not physically possible. However, I think that even if it is possible using some kind of technology that we don't have or understand, I don't think we'll ever get there. I don't think we'll ever keep our shit together long enough to build a time machine. It's interesting because a part of me thinks if you just gave humans long enough, like let's say human society could flourish for the next million years, which I think there's very little chance of us lasting that long, but let's just say we did. It's hard to imagine that at the rate of technology, someone wouldn't figure out something in a million years, right? But again, it all depends on if it's possible. Well, I asked my followers on Twitter, you can follow me at the Nick Amell, I asked the same question, will humans ever figure out a way to travel back in time? Of all the votes that came in, 75% said no, 25% said yes. And I might surprise you here, but if I had a gun to my head... You'd say yes? I think I'd go yes. I think I would. Maybe that's just me wanting it to be true. I don't know. I definitely would rather live in a, in a universe where it was true too. I don't know, again, I don't know what the list is yet, but I know that there's, there's one time travel theory that surrounds one of my favorite like internet... I don't know. But? It's not a, maybe it's a hoax. If it's a hoax, it's a very clever hoax. But internet things, suppose a time traveler posted to message boards in the year uh, 99 and 2000. Uh, I know where you're going. Yeah, John Titer, mm-hmm. the time traveler. Anyway, he talks about the physics and the rules. There's logic, you know, for every time travel story or theory. Well, logic is a great segue to today's topic, and I want to remind and underline a point that Brandon has already astutely said, and that is that, everyone sit down, this might surprise you, we're not fucking physicists. We can't even say physicists. We are just a couple of bros talking time travel, so remember that before you come at me on Twitter. Today, we're talking about, uh, it's not, so this is a different list because it's not a top something, but these are five well-known time travel paradoxes oh, okay. in the scientific community. 
I think it's possible you could guess a few of these, but this might be one of those episodes where I just kind of tell you the things. That's okay. But, I know at least one of them that I can start us out with. Yeah, the, probably the most famous oh, right. one. The most famous yeah. one is the grandfather paradox. Hang on, okay. hang on. Yeah, save that for a minute. I have just a little bit more setup to do. Oh. Five time travel paradoxes, and these all have to deal with traveling back in time. I think most people recognize that, you know, a version of technical future time travel is possible as far as if you can just find a way to go faster than the speed of light. But we're going to be talking about going to the past. My sources are astronomytrek.com, space.com, they might know a thing or two, science.howstuffworks.com, quirkbooks.com, and of course, can't have a tennis podcast episode without our friends at Wikipedia. Brandon, let's start by telling the folks at home, what is time travel? What do you do? What is it? You get in, How does it work? You get into a machine that a scientist made and electricity happens. Hmm. And you go back in time and you meet Socrates and you bring him to your high school to speak at the end of the movie and save the day. No, you bring him to your high school and everyone's like, who the fuck is Socrates? Did you not see because... Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Nope. You had no fucking clue what I was talking about? I felt like you were going somewhere, but I was stuck on the idea that fucking today's youth wouldn't give a shit about Socrates. Nope. These fucking kids. Listen, do you know when the idea of a time machine was first popularized? H.G. Wells' novel, The Time Machine? It's correct. The 1895 novel, The Time Machine. It's weird to think, I mean, I'm sure it was batted around from time to time over the millennia, but it just seems weird that time travel wasn't really a thing on anyone's mind until 1895 or so. They were just scratching in the dirt trying to get by. Yeah. For like 99.9% .9 of human history, we've just been scratching in the dirt, eating shit, and walking bare feet. As soon as we put on fancy hats, we started building time machines or thinking about building time machines <laughs> to go back to that grubby past. Yes, that we all long for. As part of today's topic, I know I'm really delaying getting started here, but uh, as part of today's episode, we're going to talk about our favorite time travel movies as well. Did you know that Wikipedia lists over 400 movies that have been about time travel? I didn't know. Uh, thank you for telling me that. I didn't know. <laughs> Physicist Stephen Hawking pointed out in his book, Black Holes and Baby Universes, in 1994. <laughs> Good thing you didn't name it uh, fucking Baby Holes and Black Universes. <laughs> Oh, no. He said that the best evidence we had that time travel is not possible and never will be is that we have not been invaded by hordes of tourists from the future. Well, maybe they know that the past is fucking dog shit and want to stay away. Or maybe they hide themselves. Or they just hide really well. Right. Yep. There's that one photo that made the rounds where, I don't even know what, I think it's the 1920s, and there's a guy that looks like a hipster wearing modern clothing. Mm-hmm in this sea of very old-timey clothing people. I'm sure there's explanations and all that shit, but it gets the brain tickling, doesn't it? All right, let's not waste any more time. Tell me what paradoxes might prevent past time travel from happening. The most famous one is the grandfather paradox. Right. That's where if you go back in time and kill, <laughs> kill your grandfather. <laughs> it's, it's a very violent... It's a fun story in and of itself. Like, why... You've just invented time travel and the first trip that, that you think of, you can go anywhere, you can visit anything, and you're like, I'm going to go kill Pawpaw. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know the first person to name this thing. 
Because the paradox itself is a, is a practical, logical thing you could apply to a bunch of things, not just killing your grandfather. But yeah, like killing your, act, like, killing your father or going back in time and killing yourself or going back in time and just mashing your dad's balls really hard. Oh, God. Well, depending on the resiliency of your dad's balls may or may not work. You don't know. But when you kill your grandfather, in theory, you know it's going to work. But then why would you do it? Why go through all this just to erase yourself from history? Why not just instead kill yourself in the present? If you're going to do it, I don't know. So, let me go into this paradox. The grandfather paradox concerns self-inconsistent solutions, which is a time travel phrase, I guess, to a timeline's history caused by traveling back in time. The basic idea is that no matter how hard you try, you can't go back in time and kill your grandfather because if you did, your mother or father would have never been mm -hmm. born, which means that you would have never been born, which means you couldn't have gone back in time and killed your grandfather, which means that you didn't go back in time and kill your grandfather because you can't go back in time and kill your grandfather because if you did, you wouldn't be born, which you obviously have been born because if you were never born, then you couldn't have gone back in time and tried and failed to kill your grandfather Stop. in the first Stop. place. Enough. <sighs> Fucking take a chill pill. Yeah, that's why they call it a paradox. <laughs> I read that that way because that's exactly how it was <laughs> worded and phrased one long, huge sentence from the source I got that from. So let's say you did decide to kill your grandfather because he created a dynasty that ruined the world, let's say. You figure if you knock him off before he meets your grandmother, then the whole family line, including you, will vanish and the world will be a better place. Okay. Is there a way that this becomes possible? Maybe with the multiple universe theory. Right. I'm sure you're familiar with that. That means that this if you... what they... Go ahead. Most like people who aren't physicists mm -hmm. or can say physicists or are like into science fiction would probably most be familiar with like the multiverse or branching universe theory from watching Avengers Endgame. Had a lot of time travel in it and that explained this exact thing. And so did the Marvel series Loki. Went even more into the like... A change in the past branching off a new reality. So under those rules, if you went back in time and killed your grandfather, you would still be alive. There's a reality where your grandfather lived and had your parents and then you. But when you go back in time and kill your grandfather, then it splits off one of an infinite number of realities. Yeah. Which renders the whole thing pointless, really. Right. Because you... You accomplished your goal in erasing your family line from the timeline you're in, but... Your original timeline no is still miserable. Yeah. yeah, but you're not there anymore. Well, I guess you are, or you're, no, not. you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. But as far as you, like your being is concerned, it didn't work because you go back to a different present timeline and he's there or his, you know, his legacy is there. Oh, well... Yeah. No, if you went into the future, see, now we're getting into, no, if you make the change in the past and then now you're off in that branch timeline. Now, if you go farther in the future, oh, you okay. will still be on that branch. And that's like Back to the Future Part 2 when they end up in alternate 1985 where Biff is, <laughs> Biff is like king of the world on his way to becoming president. This episode is going to be full of this, like, <laughs> thinking about this, which is, so I go back in time, I kill my grandfather. Mm -hmm. I step back in the same time machine I came in from. How do you kill your grandfather? You, like, without getting, like, too specific. Just take his pills. Just pick. 
Just hide the pills. Your grandfather. No, you got to go back in time, remember. So, you got to think about like maybe some pictures or stories of oh, what okay, you think okay. of when they were younger. What's your best bet? And pick one of your actual grandfathers. Uh-huh. Pick one and tell me what's the best way to take him out. Did, was he taking pills back well, then? No, I see what you mean because he's taking pills now or he, he would be. Right. That doesn't work back in time. So, it also depends how far you go back. Is he a baby? Is he a child? Is he an adult? I'll just say, uh, luck of the draw, you go back mm-hmm. in time and he's uh, 17 years old. I just, I don't know if I could kill anybody ever. You're going to have to. <laughs> Part of me is just You're like, going to have to. This is your, just... you're going to have to be a superhero. This is your Avengers Endgame <laughs> going back to kill <laughs> your grandfather as a minor. <laughs> Look, I'm going to say something and then tomorrow someone I know is going to die in this way and then the police are going to be all over my ass. But let's see. If I went back in time to kill my 17-year-old grandfather, this would be probably the late 1940s. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It probably wouldn't be too hard to fuck up a car he's driving, right? <laughs> oh, like <laughs> cut the fucking... brakes or something? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Then you don't like have to, you don't have to get your hands dirty. I mean, except for when you yeah. touch the brake lines. Yeah. I don't want to touch my grandfather. <laughs> and, and anyway. Cause him to bleed. And uh, I think that would do it. Okay. But, you know, I got to tell you, if I didn't do research ahead of time and you just plucked me from right now and put me back there mm-hmm. in, uh, in the late 40s, I don't even fucking know if I'd know how to cut the, bra- <laughs> the brake line. You would get under the car and start messing around and he would come out and just drive away and drag over your body. <laughs> He'd end up killing me yeah. in this grandfather paradox. I would be dead. But then if I was dead, that means I never could have gone back in the first place. Wait, no. You already went back. But I was never there. No, you already went back. If he kills you, it doesn't matter. You already went back. But he killed me in the 40s. Therefore, I'm never born later. You were already born later. Anyway. But see, this is... Okay. We're going to have to move on. I've been entrenched in time travel. Although I'm not sure I know more paradoxes or how to describe them. Well, real quick, let me ask you. Do you think it's possible with your physicist degree, mm-hmm. do you think it's possible that a string theory or alternate universe, parallel universe theory is plausible? Very. I would say it's very possible. Well, if that's very possible, then wouldn't that, that makes it a little more likely than that humans could figure out, you know, quote unquote time travel, which would really just be traveling to... Maybe. I just don't know how we would ever be able to... Yeah. I don't know. I'm with you though. I think it's Maybe possible. Maybe I should so, spend some more of my time on science during the day. No. There's a paradox I think you know of, but you probably associate it with extraterrestrial life. The Fermi paradox? Yes. The Fermi paradox is... But is that also a same, the same paradox for like basically what Stephen Hawking was saying that the reason they're... Mm-hmm. Right. That it's a paradox that you... Any species that supposedly, that supposedly live long enough to develop the technology to time travel will, like, destroy themselves. Where are they? If they're real, where are they? Exactly. That's how you sum it up. The Fermi paradox can be adapted for time travel and phrased, if time travel were possible, where are all the visitors from the future? What if that's UFOs? Yeah. Some people have attempted to answer this paradox by saying either A, time travel is not possible, which... This, we're, we're here talking about it. They so. just shut it down immediately. No, no, not possible. <laughs> See, that's that's what I don't like. I like to explore the shit. I know you yeah. do too. That's why I that's keep... That's why the podcast know. exists. Exactly. Some others say that uh, it's possible that visitors from the future cannot reach any arbitrary planet, or sorry, arbitrary point in the past, mm-hmm. or that they disguise themselves to avoid detection, which we've also mentioned. Can I make a point about that, like that paradox? Because that makes a really good point. Okay. And I've wondered about this before. So, like in Back to the Future, when you go back in time 
it's like seamless, right? Marty McFly is driving in 1985 through the parking lot of Twin Pines Mall. Yep. And then when he time travels back, he's driving through that exact same space on Earth in 1955 before it was a mall when it was a, a tree farm owned by a, you know, fucking tree farmer. But he not only travels back in time, but also remains at the same physical point. And I want to point out that it's not just the same physical point on Earth, but like not even talking about like a right point uh, relative to the sun. Like, let's say he travels back in time, but like if he isn't also moved, if his point of reentry isn't also moved, calculated exactly to land back on the Earth, whatever, wherever it is in relation to the sun, then he would just be stranded out in space, right? Yeah. But also the sun and the whole solar system is traveling through space. So to time travel and stay like on the earth, you would also have to calculate traveling like, I don't know, maybe millions of miles. Well, that's my question because I'm ignorant on this. In the Marty McFly example, that's what, 30-ish years that he goes back? 30, yeah. Yeah. So how much does the earth and does the universe move in 30 years from where you were? I've seen animations online of like the sun traveling through space and then like the solar system spinning around it and it actually makes like a spiral you know through space if you traced like the the path because the whole shebang is moving and i gotta think that it's moving pretty fast because it's big well of course yeah but it's still relative just like the earth is spinning as we speak so they say you know if the earth isn't flat that is you know i know the jury's still out on that If the earth was flat and and held still it would make this whole thing a lot easier yeah so why don't we just ask God for a do-over on the design of the universe? We just ask him for the answer. There you go. Well, listen, getting back to the Fermi Paradox, which, by the way, is named after a listener of the show, Italian-American physicist Enrico Fermi. Mm-hmm. Some versions of general relativity suggest that time travel might only be possible in a region of space-time that is warped a certain way, and hence time travelers would not be able to travel back to earlier regions in space-time before this region existed. I guess that's, is that kind of what you were just saying? But yeah, that sounds like a, almost a different kind of paradox. A paradox within a paradox, you might say. Shitload of, that's like four doxes. Man, this would like twist my brain and do a pretzel really fast. That's why we're here. Let's do it. I got to untwist it a little bit. Maybe the trick is to twist it more. No, well, we're still talking about your brain, yeah, right? Space time, okay. as I understand it, the theory is that space and time are connected as maybe part of the same force space-time is part of like relativity and gravity can disrupt or change it so like i think that's part of like uh you know an interstellar the way they time travel is by flying close to a black hole taking advantage of the like the crazy gravity lensing yeah so i don't know what i'm getting at here i'm saying i've seen a lot of time travel movies <laughs> Well, listen, when you were talking about that, I thought of something else, which is, you know, if the word paradox mm -hmm. or time travel paradox in general were to like be hired by a marketing agency to give it a rebrand and they wanted something sexier, they might call it a paradox. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, you see what I mean? Because yeah. you just, all you got to do is replace the O on docs with an I. And it's still Paradix? It has built-in name recognition. I'll give you that. Thank you. 
Hey, another ad break coming at you. Brandon here, letting you know that I am in a hell of a good mood today. Why is that? Because I'm decked out from head to toe in the most stylish shit since the Emperor's New Clothes, Tennis Podcast official merchandise. Now you can join me, other Hollywood celebrities, elites, NBA athletes, all wearing the latest Tennis Pod merch. You can wear a shirt that has a retro version of our logo, or you can drink whiskey from a mug that highlights the benefits of peanut butter as water. If that doesn't work for you, you can always get a shirt or a mug, letting the world know you're just a humble sidekick host. There are tons of designs available now in both men's and women's fits in multiple colors, and we can make it even tastier for you. I must stress, I did not come up with this copy, nor did I come up with this code word for free shipping. But buy now and get some free shipping when you use the code word TAINT at checkout. That's TAINT, T-A-I-N-T at checkout, and you're going to get free shipping on your Tennis Pod merch. Hurry now, use that code TAINT, T-A-I-N-T at TennisPod.com slash merch. That's TennisPod.com slash merch. Promo code TAINT. There's a paradox on here. So we're moving on to the third of five here. There's one on here that's very similar in principle to the grandfather paradox. Is it about like going and destroying the time machine in the past? Well, no, but I think that could apply perhaps. Hmm. In fact, I might even have something about that later. The one I'm talking about though, we've actually explored this probably two or three times on the show in the past. Oh, killing baby Hitler? Killing baby Hitler. There's the Hitler murder paradox. That's, there's a paradox about These that? paradoxes are all very bloody. Okay. Is it Hitler murder or baby Hitler murder? It's just Hitler murder. And I went on record of saying, I don't care who the baby is, I, I'm not killing a baby. And you got mad at me. I could kill a baby. Okay. Someone isolate that audio. Uh, so the Hitler murder paradox. I will kill a baby. <laughs> <laughs> a baby Ruth bar. Similar to the grandfather paradox, which paradoxically or paradoxically, depending on your marketing. You yeah, your branding. Yeah. That prevents your own birth, the grandfather right. paradox. The killing Hitler paradox erases your own reason for going back in time to kill him at all. If you kill Hitler and then he never existed in your timeline, mm -hmm. then who are you going back to kill? Hitler. Furthermore, while killing grandpa might have a limited butterfly effect, uh -huh. killing Hitler would have far-reaching consequences yeah. for everyone in the world, even if only for the fact that you studied him in school. Do you remember in 1122-63 after... Well, I guess that's a spoiler, isn't it? <laughs> would I be Should I not spoil stuff? Yeah, no, don't spoil it, but this is explored yeah, in you, that. If you go back in time and try to save the world, you can inadvertently screw it up even worse. Yeah. But also in little ways too, like the example I read, like you spent a lot of time in school talking about Hitler. What if there was someone that died in a concentration camp that was actually even more evil than Hitler? They just never got a chance to become evil. Okay. This is dangerous ground. I'm not well, good at walking on it. Well, listen, if Hitler never existed, mm -hmm. then World War II either doesn't happen at all or happens very different, like very differently. And what am I going to watch on TV at night? Exactly. Think of all the documentaries and podcasts we'd be missing out on. All the books too, movies. What would Tom Hanks be doing? Nothing. He did other stuff besides... No. Besides, uh, no, he devoted a big okay. chunk of his time. And if he didn't have World War II, he probably would have been a nobody. I'm still salty about him giving us all COVID personally, but... 
Well, the paradox, the Hitler paradox itself arises from the idea that if you were successful, then there would be no reason to time travel in the first place. If you killed Hitler, none of his actions would trickle down through history and cause you to make the attempt at all. This is one of those theories that I could meet, like, I could argue with all day. I mean, I get it, but like, I could argue with it all day when they're like, well, then there was no reason for you to go back. Oh, yeah, there was. Uh, six, at least six <laughs> that, million. That's what makes it a paradox. Six million reasons that I can think of. <laughs> okay. But if you kill Hitler, uh-huh. then he never does the things that make you want to well, kill him. That would be great. That'd be good. <laughs> it doesn't work. See, I got an answer for everything. I'm very <laughs> locked in on this. I got an answer for everything. Yeah, and we're all enjoying this answer for everything you got. Yeah. Uh, well, I have a list of movies and shows that explore this paradox. The Twilight Zone had an episode called Cradle of Darkness that is about this. Another episode of Doctor Who called Let's Kill Hitler. And 112263 that Brandon mentioned is not about Hitler, but it's about like basically the same thing just with Lee Harvey Oswald, the man who allegedly shot Kennedy. I recommend that book strongly. And we even did a book review episode in our uh, Patreon feed like a year ago or more. The so, Hitler murder out. paradox is, I guess, applied to, any, to going back in time and killing anybody. Yeah. To stop them from doing something. Same with the grandfather. I mean, they're both just an example of how the paradox works and th- that gave it its name. Right. It's not exclusive to that. Yeah. Imagine if you went back and killed Jesus and... Oh, wait. Well, then you'd be a good guy. That might have happened. Because then he rose again and was able to wash away our sins. <laughs> wash. By the way, anybody who fucking says wash instead of wash, just fucking unsubscribe. There's no R in wash. There's no R. Worship. So, how are you getting worship? Worship. Worship the Lord. Yeah, but that's a different word. All right. Let's go to another paradox. Uh, do you have any others in your brain that you can call upon? Well, I said the one about destroying the time machine. Huh? Like, if you went back in time and destroyed the time machine, I guess that's another version of, like, the grandfather paradox. If you went back in time and destroyed the time machine... No, I have one for you. Okay. I think this is that. It's the bootstrap paradox. Okay. Also known as the ontological paradox or the casual loot paradox. I'm skimming this. I, th- I think this is, applies to what you're saying. So, this is the paradox, the bootstrap paradox, where an object, person, or piece of information sent back in time results in an infinite loop where the object has no discernible origin and exists without ever being created. Oh. No, that's not the exact no, same. No, that is different. It's yeah. not the exact same thing, but... That sounds familiar, like I've seen that in a movie or... Terminator. Yeah? I have a note. It says, the Terminator films are a prime and popular example of this paradox. In the future, a Terminator is sent back in time to kill the mother of John Connor before he was born. I remember, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I can say this one. So, yeah, uh, they send a Terminator back from the future and the Terminator is destroyed, but a piece of his arm and some chips and stuff are saved. And in Terminator 2, you you see that Cyberdyne Systems uses the technology recovered by the Terminator sent back in time to develop the technology that one day becomes the uh, Skynet and it takes over the world and becomes, uh, starts the war. Exactly. And the infinite loop there, if you missed it, is that Skynet uses the technology from the future that doesn't exist yet to create that future, but... It's just a loop. It's like circular. It's like logic it, all, sort of it thing. always existed that way. Yeah. So the original person or object is essentially pulling itself up by its own bootstraps. 
Right. Uh, hence the nickname, thanks in no part, small part to the Robert Heinlein story by his bootstraps, which is, I guess, just the origins. I have another example here. A bootstrap paradox involving a person could be, say, a 20-year-old male time traveler who goes back 21 years, meets a woman, has an affair, oh baby, and returns home three months later without knowing the woman was pregnant. Her mm -hmm. child grows up to be the 20-year-old time traveler who travels back 21 years through time, meets a woman, and so on. Do you see what? it? What? Wait. He fucked his mom? Yes. Don't you love how all these paradoxes are either violent or fucking just saucy? Like, they're all just, like, sinful. <laughs> well, even in Back to the Future, he goes back in time and, like, his mom gets all turned on by him. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I remember watching that movie as, as a kid and just, like, crawling inside myself and turning inside out with embarrassment when they're in the car together. You didn't get a chubby? Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't know if I believe you, but it is uncomfortable. But yeah, so imagine like you go back in time, meet a woman, have a good time. And I guess because of the DNA that you fucking implanted her with. You make yourself. She gives birth to you. You are your own daddy. Bootstrap paradox. Could happen to any of us. Maybe, not really. I'm never going to time travel, maybe for that reason alone. That's the thing about time travel, man. You go back and you do these things and even you fucking step on a bug without knowing it and it fucking has all these consequences. The butterfly effect, I think they might even call it. Oh, is that one of them? No. Oh. Let's take a moment away from the paradoxes. I'm going to just talk about time travel in general, about the possibility of time travel. Science does support some amount of time bending. For example, physicist Albert Einstein, listener of the show, his theory of special relativity proposes that time is an illusion that moves relative to an observer. Mm -hmm. An observer traveling near the speed of light will experience time with all its after effects, such as boredom and aging, etc., much more slowly than an observer at rest. That's why astronaut Scott Kelly aged ever so slightly less over the course of a year in orbit than his twin brother who stayed on Earth. Do you remember in Interstellar when, mm -hmm. uh, the movie Interstellar, when Matthew McConaughey and his crew, they touch down on that planet. Mm -hmm. It's like a water planet. They realize that when they're there, what feels like, I don't remember the exact times, but it's it, something every, like, yeah. Every second that went by there was a day on Earth or something like that. Yeah. So, they were there. It had been like 20 plus years on Earth and it had only felt like 30 or 60 minutes to them. Yeah. No, yeah, it had been like uh, 20 years or something. I don't remember they go back up in the ship that they had. And his daughter's been, an adult. When they first go into the ship, I think it might be Jeffrey Wright is the actor. Oh, yeah. Pretty sure I know who you're in the about. ship. And then they come back, he's older and he's also gone crazy because he's been alone for like 20 years. Did he go crazy? I mean, I wouldn't say he was like insane. It didn't become a plot point, but he definitely wasn't right. He... He wasn't the same person. He was a, it was a really good acting job. You don't think about that. It's not like he would just be like, oh, I've been waiting on you. He was kind of mumbling and talking to himself a little bit. And that means he had to have been eating food for 20 years. Brandon, if you, if you were that guy mm -hmm. and let's say, you know, you're waiting on your crew to come back up. Let's say it's been a week at this point. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? I'm going to blow myself out into the vacuum of space after about a week. Like, there's no fucking internet, there's no TV, you've probably read all the books you brought. What did he do for 20 years? Well. That's what the real movie needs to be about. They need to do like a, a sequel 
but it just tells like what. It's just him sitting and reading in a corner. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I don't know what I'd do for 20 years. Good times. Let me get back to where I was. So, we were just talking about time relativity. Mm-hmm. More on relativity. So, according to general relativity, clocks closer to the center of a large gravitational mass like the Earth tick more slowly than those further away. And it lists interstellar as an example. Right. Wormholes are theoretical tunnels through the fabric of space-time that could connect different moments or locations in reality to others. Also known as the Einstein-Rosen bridges or white holes. Now, how is it a black hole and a white hole? Or a wormhole? As opposed to black holes, speculation about wormholes abounds. But despite taking up a lot of space or space-time in science fiction, no wormholes of any kind have been identified in real life, which I did not realize that. You thought maybe they had found some wormholes? I thought like black holes, like they, they've seen wormholes, they know they're out there, but they don't know to oh, the full extent no. of what they're capable of. I'm not even sure how we would detect a wormhole. Maybe some of the same ways we detect a black hole. Isn't, I mean, a wormhole or using a black hole in some way is pretty much the only technical way humans of 2021 can figure out how we'd even travel to distant galaxies, right? I mean, again, interstellar. If you remember or saw Interstellar, the wormhole, once you got close to it, uh, close enough to see the wormhole, it doesn't look like going into a tunnel. It's a three-dimensional shape. It just looks like almost like a mirror sphere, like you're going into a bubble, but the... A butt? A bu- yeah, a big old bubble butt right in the middle. <laughs> kind of looks like you're going to a bubble, but then once you're inside it, it was fucking cuckoo bananas. Are black holes the ones that would just like crush you as soon as you entered it? Yeah, a black hole is... Or like even a, when you got close to it. Yeah, it's a star or maybe multiple stars that have... Their mass is condensed so much that like gravity pulls so hard that light can't escape. And that's why they're a black hole. Fucking nerd alert. <laughs> Sorry, that's... <laughs> that, I'm not a physicist, but I do know that part. Did you see the news on the black hole like a week ago? Mm-mm. What was Tell it? me some black hole news. Okay, here it is. Stanford astrophysicists detect light behind black hole, which confirms Einstein's theory of general relativity. Hmm. I'm on stanforddaily.com. I'm going to take that astrophysicist word for it. <laughs> Listen to this shit. The discovery of detectable light coming from a black hole approximately 800 million light years from Earth Mm-hmm. The finding presented proof that agrees with scientist and mathematician Albert Einstein's theory of relativity, which initially predicted the phenomenon of light bending around massive objects. There's a quote that says, seeing light from behind the black hole, we've kind of suspected it should be there, but this confirms it. Yeah, it's called gravitational lensing. So there you go. You heard it here first. You can see stuff around or behind a black hole because of light warping around it. I think it's because of God's beauty and grace, personally. Well, fucking nailed it with black holes. <laughs> and brown holes, too. Oh, fuck. Ugh. Ugh. Something about that is just grimy. <laughs> Speaking of brown and black holes, you have one paradox left. You're not going to guess it, I assume, so I'll just tell you. No, tell me. Predestination paradox. Okay. This occurs when the actions of a person traveling back in time becomes part of past events and may ultimately cause the event he is trying to prevent to take place. The cause leads to an effect which then leads back to the initial cause. 
The basic tenet of the predestination paradox is similar to that of the self-fulfilling prophecy. The motivation for the time traveler to travel in time is ultimately realized to have been the time traveler's fault due to his or her decision to time travel in the first place. Isn't that what happens in um, the movie Looper? Remind me. It's been a while. So, in Looper, Bruce... or. Bruce Willis is... God damn, how do you explain this? Bruce Willis Young. <laughs> Just don't. Yeah. Anyway, the kid that he saves at the that he saves at the end. Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. Okay. It was so long ago. But I feel like Looper might have had something with that. <laughs> Great. Everyone's homework is to go watch Looper. And, and tell me what I don't remember. I think I saw it twice. I just cannot remember. Well, you are getting older. Yeah. Let me flesh out this paradox for you a little more. The predestination paradox. Uh, So I told you the cause creates the effect. This results in a causality loop in which event one in the past influences event two in the future, time travel to the past, which then causes event one to occur. With this circular loop of events ensuring that history is not altered by the time traveler and that any attempts to stop something from happening in the past will simply lead to the cause itself instead of stopping it. Do you remember in 112263, like it How corrects itself. There was a phrase for it in the book. I can't remember, but time, time like will like push back. back. Yeah, it pushes yeah. back. So this paradox suggests that things are always destined to turn out the same way and that whatever has happened must happen. Yeah. It gives an example. Yeah, I need some examples. Is there one from a TV or a TV show or a movie? I swear I've seen that before. There is a movie, uh, but first let me read this one. This is not a movie. It says, imagine that your lover dies in a hit and run car accident. So you travel back in time to save her from her fate, mm-hmm. only to find out that on your way to the accident, you are the one who accidentally runs her over. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I beat my own ass. Again, five out of five paradoxes are brutally fucking violent or depressing. <laughs> so in your attempt to change the past, you've therefore resulted in a predestination paradox. Right. So the movie example comes from 2002's The Time Machine. Oh, Dr. Alexander Hartigen witnesses his fiance being killed by a mugger, leading him to build a time machine to try... I mean, look, it's nice that you want to build a time machine to save your fiance from a mugger, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's... Be easier just to Building find a, a time new... machine is like not the, not the like first reaction. Yeah, just find a new fiance. <laughs> so he built a time machine. His subsequent attempts to save her fail though, leading him to conclude that I could come back a thousand times and see her die a thousand ways. Oh, God, well, I mean, if you're ready to break up with her, that might be a fun thing to do, but... Okay. Wow. Yikes. Uh, So, one way of dealing with this type of paradox is to assume that the version of events you have experienced are already built into a self-consistent version of reality and that by trying to alter the past, you will only end up fulfilling your role in creating an event in history, not altering it. Whew. Is everyone's brain just like a pretzel right now? That sounds really wrapped up in the bootstrap paradox too, I think. Yeah. So, let me go back through those paradoxes, but we're not done yet. I have some proposed scientific solutions to time travel paradoxes. Okay. The five we talked about were the predestination paradox, which is the one we just talked about, where you end up causing an event you're trying to stop. There's the bootstrap paradox, which is when an object, person, or piece of information sent back in time results in an infinite loop where the object has no discernible origin. Think Terminator movie. The third one is the grandfather paradox. That's where you fucking murder your grandfather in cold blood. His blood's all over you and you're fucking getting 
erotic uh, pleasure out of killing your grandfather. The Hitler murder paradox where you go back in time to stop Hitler, but if you stop Hitler, then the reason you stopped Hitler doesn't even exist anymore. Oh, it does in my mind. And Brandon would kill the baby that's Hitler. Easily. Bounce him off the wall. Done. No. Okay, I'm not saying it wouldn't be easy. I'm saying my soul wouldn't let me do it because it's a baby. He hadn't done nothing yet. I had asked for forgiveness. Okay, right. I forgot. All you got to do is ask for forgiveness. You're good. No problem. The Fermi paradox is the last one, which is if time travel is possible, then where are all the time travelers? Right. When I was a kid, I thought I was a genius. I was going to like, I was like, all we got to do is get the president to make a law. This is what, you know, how kids think president to make a law that when time travel is created, we will come back to the, this date and tell everybody the secrets of time travel. Why though? So you don't need could, to do that because you already built the time machine in your current day. No, in the future. Once someone creates it, they need to come back to this time. Oh, the law says that. The law says like, hey, in the year 2250, if that's when you create a time machine, you got to come back to the year, you know, 1993 and tell us. Bro, America's going to be a black sooty spot in the ground in 2250. That's true. Right, and let's say a short little man knocked on your door today. You answer it. He says, Brandon, we've invented a time machine. We want you to be the first one to try it out. In mm -hmm. exchange, just in case anything goes wrong, we'll give your family a million dollars. Okay. We think it'll work, yep. but we can't promise it. Yep. Would you do it? I'm in. Why is he a short little man? Is it... Uh, <laughs> just adds some flavor to the story. When you said that, I imagined... Uh, have you seen Hezbollah on uh, Twitter? No. no. Or on anything? You need to look up Hezbollah. Hezbollah. He's 18 or 19 years old. He's somewhere in like the Eastern block. But anyway, he looks like a big fat tiny baby man. How do you spell it? H-A-S-B-U-L-L-A-H. Hezbollah. Oh, I've seen that guy. Yeah, he is just cute as hell. And I <laughs> love watching videos of him like riding in big trucks. There's a picture of him holding a UFC championship. Yeah. And it's like as big as his ass. So when you said a short little guy comes to your door, that's who I imagine. Well, there's no rule that says it's not that guy. And if Hezbollah comes to my door and says like, I got a time machine. <laughs> you want to ride in it? I'll give your family a million dollars. I'm like, fucking anything, anywhere you want to go, anymore, anything you want to do, buddy. I'm in. Would you ask questions like, I want to know the science behind this? What's the probability of me coming back? Or would you just be like, fuck it, I'm in? Oh, no, I would ask all those things. And if they gave you a choice of going back in time anywhere, mm -hmm. where would you choose? So they Let's just it, say they want you to just explore the technology. They don't have a mission for you. They just want to send you back yeah. anywhere you want. You're going to be there for like a full day. Okay, well, luckily, being a white male, pretty much any time I go back in history, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> Yes. The same could not be said, like, if I, if I was a black guy, I might not want to go back in time, like, even last year. <laughs> I might be looking... Or this year, today, yeah. tomorrow, I yesterday. might be looking forward only. So... Which is unfortunate, just to be clear. We'd, <laughs> we yeah. think that's sad. Yeah, I, yeah, I think, yeah, that's a privilege. But I, so I can go back as, you know, pretty reasonably far without being set upon. But I don't want to go back so far that people are stinking. Well, then you can't go back more than like 50 years. You know, I would probably kind of like 112263. I kind of liked the, how the way you described it. He originally travels back, I think it, 
he ends up in 1958 or 59. Yes. I would probably go there and hang out for like a week or so. He mentions in the book that like the air smelled cleaner and like uh, food, food, tastes food tastes better and uh, like fresher. Yeah. But let me ask you something. You would want to go somewhere and just chill and kind of experience it. You wouldn't say, I want to be on the grassy knoll on November 22nd, 1963, so I can see what really happened. My first test of it, no. My first test, I'm just going to go back and like have a leisurely good time. But as soon as I come back and say, like, Hezbollah, good news, your time machine works, you tiny little genius. So next, like, what should we do? Do I go back and find out who killed Kennedy? Do I go back and stop John Wilkes Booth? Do I go back and kill baby Hitler? And Hezbollah said, I actually already tried the time machine before you got up here and I already killed baby Hitler. <laughs> Listen, you went off on my question. I didn't say you're going to go back and change time. I said you're going to go back and observe to see what oh. You started with seeing who killed Kennedy and it advanced to killing John Wilkes Booth and killing Hitler. Well, Hezbollah killed Hitler. Gotcha. It was more of a fair fight because he, he killed baby Hitler and Hezbollah is like three feet tall. You know, that brings a question up. Let's say the, the multiple timeline theory is not correct. Mm-hmm. And there's one timeline that one we're all sacred on. sacred timeline. If you go back in time and kill Hitler yep. before he becomes Hitler, yep. that would unquestionably change like the entire world history going forward. So, mm-hmm. when you do that, how does that affect the people in your future? See well, what I mean? When you come back to the future. Would it be like a light switch? Oh, yeah. It would be like, like so... So, like, you go back to, oh, I don't know, when was he born? Like, 1898, something like that. Yeah. So, you go, back, you go back then and you throw him up against the wall. Baby Hitler dead. Done deal. <laughs> Doesn't have to be a baby. Hop back in your time machine. Skip back over here to 2021. Honestly, if you kill baby Hitler and the first thing you do is come back to 2021, you should kick yourself in the fucking balls. You need to go back before, like, we started destroying the environment. <laughs> You need to go back like when we still had like clean air and no internet and you just need to stay there and be quiet and don't bother anybody. So, I acknowledge all that. My question though is, so you, Brandon, go back in time, you kill Hitler. Killed baby Hitler, jump back in your time machine, come back to 2021 and what does it look like? No, no, no. That's not my question. I mean, we could talk about that too if you want. But my question is, if you, Brandon, went back in time and killed Hitler and I, Nick, and still here in 2021, I never time traveled. Right. How does the world instantly change in the moment that Hitler's killed? Because oh, then everything after that's you? different. Yeah. yeah, you'd probably be dead. You'd probably just be erased. <laughs> okay, great. Cool. Sorry. I remember on another episode we talked about like, would you go back and stop 9-11 if you could? And I remember what we came up with was if you went back to 2001, I was 12 mm-hmm. at the time and you were like late teens, I think. I was 19. You started telling people that the fucking planes are coming to take out the World Trade Center. You'd be locked up immediately. Yeah. You would be blamed as being a terrorist. Well, first they would catch me in butterfly nets. Yep. And throw me, yeah, put a straitjacket on me. But then after it happened, after it came to pass, they would be like, you terrorist motherfucker. And I mean, I remember vividly how like overnight it became all about like... <laughs> terrorists we're always on the lookout thinking about terrorists and like what are terrorists up to and what's the alert level and 
I remember thinking that it was totally possible that in America, the weeks and months following 9-11, that you could like go into, uh, go into a shopping mall and like a terrorist would just open fire on people trying to kill as many Americans as he can. You don't need a terrorist to do that say, because we have our own fucking white guys that can do that here. I was going to say, fast forward 20 years later and it happens all the time and white people don't give a sh- most white people don't give a shit about it because they're not brown terrorists. They're like, well, I don't know. Maybe we just need to talk about mental health in this country. <laughs> all right. I don't want to get started on it. I completely agree with everything you said, but... How did I get here? Let me tell you some smart people have come up with a list of proposed solutions to time travel paradoxes. So, all the paradoxes we talked about. Mm -hmm. Here's what we got. First is, the the simplest, that time travel is impossible because of the very paradox it creates. Yeah. If you could, technologically speaking, create a time machine, the universe wouldn't even let you do it because the paradoxes that exist. Yeah, you get it. Right. The self-healing hypothesis, which says successfully altering events in the past will set off another set of events which cause the present to remain the same. That's essentially the predestination paradox, the last paradox we talked about. Yeah, that one also sounds like super messy though. Like seriously, you're going to figure out a way to make the future exactly the same despite like all these other changes. You don't have to figure it out. The universe figures it out for you. God figures it out for you. I was going to say, this sounds more like God stuff to me. Listen to the show, God. The multiverse, we've already touched on it several times. Mm -hmm. It's also called the many worlds hypothesis. An alternate parallel universal timeline is created each time an event is altered in the past, which would create infinite timelines. And then this one, which is when I asked you what would it be like for me in 2021 if you went back and killed Hitler, you said I would just be erased. And this falls into that, the erased timeline hypothesis, which says... A person traveling to the past would exist in the new timeline, but have their own timeline erased. Yeah. So, it like overwrites the timeline you're on. Yeah. There you go. And in the multiverse one, let's say that, you know, I leave this time. I go back in time and I kill baby Hitler and I branch off and I stay there to, you know, <laughs> to celebrate. Enjoy 1940s Germany. Yes. Right. Well, no, it would have been like the late, oh, you did it when he yeah, was the late, yeah. late 19th century Austria. <laughs> so, yeah, and then I just hang around there and become a farmer or something. But back here in 2021 where I left, all you know is that like one day I disappeared. You know, if you did that and you were a farmer in late 19th century Austria, mm-hmm. as one example, wouldn't it drive you nuts to like you live out the rest of your adult life in that time period and you see all these events in history happen over and over again and every time you're like guys this is going to be shitty or guys we shouldn't do this and it just happens every time because well, you know what's going to happen let's see let's but say then again arrive. if you killed baby hiller maybe none of that stuff would happen let's see what what year that little fucker was born 1889 i'm pretty sure so i'm 40 years old 1899 Dude, I'm not going to live very much longer. I'm not going to live very much longer to warn people of very much shit that I even remember. Like, I could warn them that, like, look out, in 1907, Oklahoma is going to become the 46th state. (laughs) Look out. (laughs) And I could tell them, hey, in 1912, I'm pretty sure it's in April, the Titanic, you need to look out for fucking icebergs. I could tell them that. I could tell them uh, Archduke Ferdinand needs to wear a helmet. And don't go outside. Yep. And that's about all. That's about as. That's then it. I would, then I would 
man, then I would die of natural causes. Ripe old age of 56. It's not like I could go back and bet on a baseball game and win a bunch of money. Why not? Because I don't remember who the fuck won a baseball game in the early 1900s. Well, that's why you got to bring a sports almanac with you. Haven't you learned anything from Back to the Future 2? Someone's like, hey, future boy, tell me who's going to win this game. And I, I'm like, uh, Babe Ruth? Babe <laughs> Ruth. Uh, well, speaking of future boys, I gave you a little hint ski earlier. I asked you to think about some of your favorite movies involving time travel. Oh, yeah. Are there any we haven't already talked about that you want to give a shout out to? Oh, yeah. I have a bunch on here we haven't talked about. Go for it. We talked about Back to the Future and Avengers Endgame. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I did mention that one earlier. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Oh, I never saw that. Dude, what do they do in that? They went back to feudal Japan. Why? <laughs> to become samurais. Okay. And how'd they get there? It was like this magic thing that they all held on to at the same time. Stupid. Kind of like a scepter or a stick. Looper, we talked about Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm, yeah. X-Men Days of Future Past. Uh, Terminator movies, Interstellar, Planet of the Apes. Fucking Superman the movie. Oh, Planet of the Apes. You know, I love the concept of Planet of the Apes. That fucking twist at the end, it's uh-huh. like an all-time good twist. Give it up for it. Yeah, shout out to Planet of the Apes and all those apes. On TV, I wrote down uh, Loki. It just was on 11-22-63 Lost. Had some time travel in it. Yep. When I was a kid, I really liked Quantum Leap. Never saw it. There's also a science fiction book. It's not time travel going back in time. It's time travel more like interstellar through like relativity. Mm-hmm. The main characters travel forward in time like multiple times. So they fight this war over the course of like centuries. That's cool. Because it's an interstellar war and they have to travel, you know, like near the speed of light to reach it. Anyway, it's an older book. I think it was probably written in like the 70s, maybe 80s. Uh, it's called The Forever War by John Haldeman. It's one of my favorite. That sounds cool. Yeah. That reminds me, is there any time travel in Star Wars? In any of the movies? Not in any of the movies, but in Star Wars, is it Rebels? Yeah, Star Wars Rebels. That's a plot hole that Star Wars characters are traveling to a bunch of different galaxies and the fucking relativity shit never affects their ages and any of that shit. Hyperspace. Whatever. I wrote down a few of the same ones you mentioned. There's two that you didn't mention that I'll give a shout out to. Number one is the butterfly effect with listener of the show, Ashton Kutcher, as Kevin Malone would say in the office, Ashton Kutcher. Always loved the butterfly effect. And then, of course, how could we talk about time travel and not talk about Austin Powers? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Austin Powers and Idiocracy kind of have a similar thing where someone gets frozen for a period of time. Mm Mm-hmm. I watched the first like maybe 20 or so minutes of it again recently and I forgot how funny it was like his face and hair and chest hair when he's getting unfrozen how like just wild and matted it all is. Yes. It is a shame we never got another Austin Powers. But maybe we will someday although no mini me. Is Vern Troyer dead? He died. Oh well long live Hasbulla. Yeah (laughs) Hasbulla killed him in the past. So he could be the There can be only one tiny man. (laughs) 
Hey, I'm uh, interrupting with a post-edit update here, but I wanted to add a quick plug for my guest appearance on The Link Podcast, which came out on September 6th. I joined the host, Mike, on his podcast to guess the top 10 films with the highest grossing opening weekend in history. It's a tennis podcast style interview that I did with Mike, so I hope you'll check it out. It's a really great podcast. He has a bunch of different guests on all kinds of guests, musicians and uh, models, filmmakers, things like that. I hope you'll check it out. It's The Link, L-I-N-K. You can listen to it on any podcast app. And my episode is episode 29. It came out on September 6th. Thanks. Let's get back to the show. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope that you'll go back in time in the future when time travel is invented to listen to it again. Let's end with a few podcast reviews, though, before we say night-night. First one comes from the Alt-Left podcast. They left a review on Apple Podcast that says, I was not expecting to enjoy this podcast as much as I did. <laughs> uh, thank you. I laughed, I learned, and I'll be coming back for more. Keep up the great work. Thought it was going to suck, but it didn't. I laughed, I learned, he left out, I cried, I was depressed. I lived, I laughed, I loved. Thank you for the review. Next one comes from Ganfon says, this is a great time. Nick and Brandon have great rapport and their lists are fun and surprisingly informative to follow along with. Definitely add this to your rotation. Thank you. Both of those reviews had subtle digs because the alt-left said that they thought our podcast was going to be fucking dog shit. I mean, let's just Mm -hmm. read between the lines. That's what they said, basically. And then this next one, Ganthon, said, their lists are fun and surprisingly informative. Yep. What did you do to piss off everyone, Brandon? No, we're just, the, we're just underdogs who constantly overperform in shock and surprise. Yeah, maybe. In shock and awe. Well, if you want me to read your review on a future episode, a future episode, time travel is not even required. Just go to Apple Podcasts or you can also go to Podchaser. If you leave a review, I will read it eventually in the future. How many more times can I bring up the future and the past, Brandon? I'm on a roll. Yeah, you can really annoy or piss your kids off if you tell them like i know the secret to time travel and we are about to travel into the future right now they're like yes like we're traveling into the future (laughs) one second per second okay (laughs) first of all the premise would involve your kids fucking believing you for a millisecond that you're... <laughs> I've ruined that. He doesn't believe in nothing I've ruined I it too. Yeah. My four-year-old, I'll say something to him, which will be a lie usually, or even if it's not a lie, he'll turn to his mommy and say, mommy, is daddy lying? <laughs> yeah. I've created a couple uh, true skeptics. But what you said is not wrong. We are traveling through the future one second at a time. And when we hope you use your seconds to continue listening to our fucking show. If you haven't already, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at Tennis Pod, also on Reddit. We have a subreddit there where listeners chit-chat. All right, I think that does it. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. Thanks. Thanks.